Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you that we can always go to your word for counsel, Lord, and ask your Holy Spirit to help us to understand, Lord, your will for us through it, Lord. And we just pray that we will just absorb your word daily, Lord, and allow you to speak to us through it daily and, and through it today as well. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, last week I spoke of how I was recently challenged by a devotional from T. Austin Sparks, who wrote, Rest is the practical outworking of our belief that he is Lord, that Jesus is Lord. He said we have no right to go to the unsaved and bid them come to Christ and find rest until and unless we ourselves know that rest. Our testimony and our ministry is jeopardized, weakened, limited, and discredited if we are not ourselves in rest. Well, that statement challenged me because I happened to be in a particular place where I had not been experiencing God's rest. And when I was confronted by that fact, I found that I had been struggling with trusting in God in certain areas. And when I looked inward to see what had gone wrong and what in my spiritual walk had changed, I found nothing except for the fact that I have had less fellowship with my fellow believers, other, other followers of Christ. And I thought if I, who actually gets more Christian fellowship than than most people do, are having difficulties because of a lack of fellowship and the encouragement that grows out of fellowship. Well, what about other Christians in this time? You know, even secular studies show that isolation raises the level of stress and anxiety in people. And that is where we have been for quite some time now as a society uh, fighting against this, uh, this uh, COVID-19 pandemic. And, and there is a need, a need not only for us Christians, but for the, a need in the world. And how are we as Christ's representatives addressing that need through Christ? Um, especially if we are selves are part of that need. And I believe God is calling us back together and calling us together to build one another up in faith through his word and to encourage one another and exhort one another. And last week, my sermon ended up being much, uh, much longer than I had intended. So I had asked Chris to, to actually cut off the recording at the halfway mark where I was just beginning to get into the scriptural text. So, so I want to continue today from there uh, in Hebrews 3.12. And it says, it, it begins uh, in Hebrews 3.12 saying, Beware, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God, but exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness 
of sin. Hebrews 3.14 goes on. For we have become partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. While it is said today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. Well, what rebellion is that referring to? It's the rebellion that we read about in Numbers 13 and 14 earlier. It's referring to the people of Israel refusing to trust God and refusing to obey his leading and enter in the promised land like he told them to after they had been miraculously delivered by God from slavery in Egypt. Why did they refuse? Why did they rebel against his word? It was because of a bad report from unbelievers among them. Let me ask you, of whom are you being informed today? Are you being informed from our secular government and our media or from God's word? What is influencing you the most? Is it God's word or the media? How much time are you spending these days seeking God in his word in comparison to listening to secular media outlets, to co-workers or, or neighbors who are unbelievers? Now, how much time are you spending in Christian fellowship and in exhortation along with God's word? There's one thing to fear, brothers and sisters, and that is not entering God's rest. Hebrews 4, 1 to 3 says, Therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear, lest any of you seem to have come short of it. For indeed, the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. For we who have believed, for we who have believed, do enter that rest, as he said. So believers enter that rest, even today. What kind of rest is it? It is a rest knowing that our loving God will look after us both now and forever, no matter the circumstance. All we have to do is cherish our relationship with him, cherish our relationship with our Lord and walk by faith in his word, acknowledging his presence and love with praise and thanksgiving and obedience. And as we walk in faith, also cherish your brothers and sisters in Christ and encourage them in their faith as well. We're in this together. Hebrews 4 goes on referring to God speaking of unfaithful Israel, those who rebelled against his word and refused to obey him and enter into the promised land that he was actually providing for them. So, so God said, So I swore in my wrath that they shall not enter my rest. Although the works were finished from the foundation of the world, the author says, meaning that that had always been God's will and plan for them. 
The writer of, of Hebrews goes on then to invite God's people, God's people then and now, into something more, saying this in verse 8, for if Joshua had not given them, for if Joshua had given them rest, then he would not afterward have spoken of another day. There remains, therefore, a rest for God's people. Uh, the he was referring to a psalm that happened after, uh, that, that was spoken after the people of God entered into the promised land. And what the epistle to the Hebrews is saying is that God's rest did not simply signify the rest for God's people, God's faithful people, Israel, back then in the physical promised land that Joshua eventually led the next generations, next generation of Israelites into. No, God's rest is for Christians both in the writer's day, the writer of Hebrews day, as well as in ours. And it's a rest in our very beings through Jesus Christ and his Holy Spirit within us. Now to my question, so then why do we not experience that rest more often than not? You know, when not experiencing that rest is being a poor witness of God to the world. Why do not we do not experience that rest? Why did I have such trouble? Why am I constantly, it seems, trying to work out my own problems myself when we read in verse 10? For he, ha he who has entered his rest has himself also ceased from his work as God did his. The picture that God wants us to visualize here from the Old Testament is the comparison to, of unfaithful Israel to faithful Israel 40 years later. Faithful Israel 40 40 years later, walked into the promised land in obedience. Remember, 1 Corinthians 10, 11 says, all these things happened to them, to Israel, as examples. And they were written for our admonition, upon whom the end of the ages has come. Therefore, let him who thinks he stand Take heed, lest he fall. So I want to read a bit from, from the conquest in the book of Joshua, comparing it to the failure that we read about in Numbers 13 and 14 uh, of what happened 40 years earlier. Verse 10 of Joshua 1, chapter 1, says this, Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people saying, pass through the camp and command the people saying, be prepared, saying, prepare provisions for yourself. For within three days, you will cross over this Jordan to go in to possess the land, which the Lord your God is giving you to possess. And listen good to this part in verse 12. 
he says, and to the Reubenites and the Gadites and the half-tribe of Manasseh, Joshua spoke, saying, Remember the word which Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you, saying, The Lord your God is giving you, giving you rest and is giving you this land. Your wives, your little ones, and your livestock shall remain in the land which Moses gave you on the side of the Jordan. But you shall pass before your brethren. You shall pass before your brethren armed, all your mighty men of valor, and help them until the Lord has given your brothers rest as he gave you. And they also have taken possession of the land which your Lord your God is giving them. Then you shall return to the land of your possession and enjoy it, which Moses, the Lord your servant, gave you on the side of the Jordan toward the sunrise. So sometimes when we are actually enjoying the rest that the Lord has given us, he calls us to leave that rest for a while and join in the fight for our brethren who have not yet entered into their rest. And when he does, we must obey, we must go, uh, or the rest might be taken from us. That is the duty of all of those who have already experienced God's rest. It is to help those who have not. And that is what Pastor Rogers and Austin Sparks were doing in their ministry. That's what Maria was doing and given me that devotional that day, a devotional that she had received from Suzanne, who was also doing that. We all work together and that helped me. And so I come today in the name of the Lord to help you as well, to take hold of the rest that God has for you. Verse 16, and so they answered Joshua, verse 16 of Joshua 1, saying, all that you command us, we will do, and wherever you send us, we will go. Well, can you say that today, Christian brother and sister? Has the Lord given you rest? If so, then pass before your brethren armed, all you mighty ones of valor, and help them as well until the Lord has given your brothers and sisters rest as he has given you. Well, there's another factor in this story, and that's the spy factor. Remember the spies? The lack of faith and the words of those who were sent ahead to spy out the land had negatively influenced the rest of the people 40 years earlier. And that needs another sermon, but that is where good leadership and encouragement and where the exhortation that we have to give to our brothers, our fellow brothers and sisters factors in. Of all of the 12 original spies who were sent to spy out the land and to return report back, 10 of them, 10 of the 12 lacked faith. And that was because they were looking at, at themselves, at their capabilities and at the situation 
that uh, that they were asked to take on without regarding God and God's word as the biggest factor. Only two, only Joshua and Caleb were doing the opposite, looking at God as the biggest factor in faith. Well, 40 years later, before the faithful people of Israel entered into the promised land, there were only two spies that were sent. And there's some speculation that those, those two spies were sons of Joshua and Caleb. Those two were so bold as to enter the gates of the enemy's city and to even spend the night there. By faith, they put themselves in harm's way and they were found out, but they were miraculously delivered by God through the harlot Rahab, who told them, I know that the Lord has given you the land. She said that in faith. And, and because of what she told them, they went back after she uh, let them down over the wall and they encouraged the rest of the people to go, saying, truly, the Lord has delivered all the land into our hands. For indeed, the inhabitants of the country are faint-hearted because of us. Of course, Rahab was spared for her faith and her good deed, and, and she married an Israelite named Salmon, which, by the way, was the name of Caleb's son. And she became an ancestor, of course, of Boaz and David and even Jesus Christ. And Hebrews 11, uh, that great uh, roll call of, of faith, mentions Rahab saying by faith the harlot Rahab did not perish with those who did not believe when she had received the spies with peace Hebrews 11:31 Romans 10:17 says tells us faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God so let God's word build up your faith and share it with others. Don't neglect fellowship with other Christians. Losing faith leads to worry and then to disobedience. Disobedience of God's word hardens our hearts. That's why staying in God's word and staying in fellowship is oh so important. Hebrews goes on, verse 11, let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest, lest anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience. And that shows that there is something that we must do. And that something is to exercise our faith, to listen to and obey God's word and step out in faith at his word. If we have faith in God, we will Praise God for his victory, even before we see it with our eyes, and we will go on conquering as he leads us, watching the walls of obstacles fall down before us in our promised land. Let's pray. Lord God, we do thank you, Lord, that we can take this word by faith today, Lord, even though we Lord, has so much adversity in this world, and we know that this world is not where we, um, not our permanent 
home. Lord, we know that our permanent home is with you, but Lord, we thank you that, Lord, that we can know that you are with us even here. And Lord, help us, Lord, to stay in your word, to stay encouraged by your word, to encourage one another in your word and in in faith, Lord. Help us, Lord, to get through this uh, this very dark time and this lack of, of fellowship time um, right now, Lord, by, by obeying you and, Lord, by um, reaching out to one another to encourage each other, our brothers and sisters. Thank you for your word today. In Jesus' name, amen.